Hey, this is Chris Jericho, and you're listening to the Shout It Out Loud cast. They're going to give you a reason to live, make you feel like you're the king of the mountain. And when it's all said and done, they're going to dance all over your face. Oh, yeah! We got some good-looking girls! Oh, yeah! If you people want a little bit of rock and roll! I said if you people want a little bit of rock and roll! Shout it out loud! Nothing, it's a card from my dad. What is it? Dear son, happy Festivus. What is Festivus? It's nothing, it's nothing. When George was growing up, his father hated all the commercial and religious aspects of Christmas, so he made up his own holiday. Oh, and another piece of the puzzle falls into place. All right. And instead of a tree, didn't your father put up an aluminum pole? Oh, Jerry, no. stop it. And then weren't there feats of strength that always ended up with you crying? I can't huh? anymore. I'm going to work. You happy now? <laughs> I got your message. I haven't celebrated Festivus in years. What is your interest? Well, just tell me everything, huh? Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had. But so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. That must have been some kind of doll. She was. And at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. Frank, this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then. All right. Festivus is back. I'll get the pole out of the crawl space. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 101. We're calling this Kiss Festivus. Two elect boogaloo. Welcome, my friend. Just us this week. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, it's it's nice to be alone uh this time, Tom. I think we're alone now. Cue up the Tiffany music. Oh yes, yeah. Tiffany. She was she had a hot little ass. You were either like Tiffany or Debbie Gibson. I like Tiffany. I like I think I like them both. I like Debbie Gibson, but Tiffany was like kind of like that dirty redhead. Yeah, exactly. She was a mall rat. <laughs> Debbie yeah. Gibson had that fucking kind of like trucker's nose. Like fucking <laughs> a little bit of a ball splitter there. <laughs> it wasn't a ball splitter. It was like a fucking hammerhead shock nose. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. All right. <laughs> so, Stay on target. I know. So. I want to say, first of all, we're not going to get into the the uh, salutations and stuff. Tom, I assume you're well. I'm well. Allow us, people, to indulge a little bit today. 
we obviously aren't going to do a hundred episodes ever again. So we want to kind of thank you guys and soak it all in. And the feedback for this episode was incredible. The episode of course was incredible. So allow us to go a little bit more than we normally do. And we want to thank everybody. First of all, we got to thank the talent, Mr. Bruce Kulik and Chris Jericho for jumping on episode 100 and doing the Bruce Kulik draft with us. But also behind the scenes, I'd like to thank two people that helped us out a lot. Number one was our uh, fan of the show, Chris Vickery. He was a gentleman that kept sending us the um, unsolicited, by the way, those coming soon 100 episodes, shout out loudcast, flashing gifts and stuff that we posted on social media. Chris did that for us a couple different times. Great friend of the show, great guy, much appreciated. The other is Mr. Ed Spangenberg of Click T Shop. He created the awesome photo logo, uh, photo show uh, shot that we did for the episode with Bruce in our 100 episodes and Chris wearing a shouted out loud cast t-shirt, which uh, unfortunately he doesn't have one, but uh, Ed did that, set it up for us. Great job. Great guy. Uh, please visit click T shop for all your kiss merchandise gear and shout it out loud cast gear. Ed does a great job. He's a good guy. So we, I want to thank those two guys right off the top. Tom over to you, buddy. Yeah. So I'm just going to, Quickly, episode, uh, quickly echo uh, what what Zeus said there about the uh, the overwhelming feedback. Uh, we can't not thank you all enough. Um, it was it was exciting to see. We were excited to to do this episode and let you guys hear it. Um, and we're just thrilled that you all enjoyed it as much as we did. So uh, you know we want to we want to honor you as listeners. You know, like Zeus said, maybe a little bit extra, a couple extra minutes talking about some of the things that you had to say um, and. As we start every episode, we always uh, kick it off with uh, the poll and, and some feedback. And uh, wow, is this poll under investigation? You think the United <laughs> States presidential election is under investigation? This poll voter is rigged. fraud, dude. Rigged. Voter fraud, right here. Okay, so the poll was a pretty good one this time. It was everybody. Uh, we we published all four draft lists, and uh, we got a, a ton of votes. Which, in the we kiss thrilled. colors, mind you. And it worked yes. out since you're the Gene lover, I'm the Peter lover. Chris's favorite is obviously Paul Stanley. And Bruce is the guitarist. He gets blue. It worked out perfect. Exactly. Yeah, now what didn't work out perfect here <laughs> is fucking Jericho getting 65% of the vote with that half of a dumpster fire of a draft <laughs> list he put together now here's the thing here's the thing jerky um that's what happens when somebody with four million twitter followers retweets a poll <laughs> okay because jericho got 65 percent, bruce got 21 zeus got eight and i will proudly wave the banner of at six percent because my draft was very non-makeup, gene-heavy, and Carnival of Souls heavy, so I I get it. But sixty-five percent for Chris, dude. God. I was in second place, doing pretty good, and then Bruce and Chris retweeted theirs, and then all of a sudden I went over. from like thirty percent 
all of a sudden down to like 8%. First of all, looking at that quick list, how do you win 65%? And I get it. We Kiss, we're not serious. Everybody has favorites. We know that. It's a great thing about Kiss fans. We can debate these things. I can't stand I'll Fight Hell to Hold You. I think that song sucks, but I don't think it sucks as bad as My Way sucks. I think the two of them are just <laughs> horrible music. But that's okay. Horrible music from Kiss is better than most 90% of the things out there. But Chris picked them. If I put those two songs on my fucking list, I wouldn't I would have 1%. Yeah, okay. exactly. I right. will give Chris credit. He had the number one song, I think. Unholy is the, the everyone sees, oh, he has Unholy. They went to that. But he has that. Kiss fans are not big fans of Reason to Live. As though, although it was kind of a hit, Love's a Deadly Weapon gets shit on more than fucking, I think, any other, almost as much as Cadillac Dreams got shit on. So yep. I, I don't know where this came from. I think everybody loves Bruce, so nobody was going to give him shit. And then me and you were just, you were a little bit, I was more um, Gene and, and kind of dirty songs, and you were more a little bit, you know, Carnival and Revenge. Yeah, I was I was Gene in, in Carnival, which I know is not a, a, a big fan favorite for a lot of non-makeup era stuff. Yeah, the Bruce era. But you're right. Yeah, yeah. But Jericho... Jericho, yeah, the Bruce era, but Jericho getting 65% with Love's a Deadly Weapon, My Way, I'll Fight Hell to Hold You, and Reason to Live? That just yeah. defies logic. We also got a, a, a quick vision, and you guys got to see too, of what me and Tom lovingly referred to as Salty Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the tweet, the texts go back and forth, and all of a sudden, something <laughs> catches his ire. And all of a sudden, you don't know shit about Kiss, and I'll come over there and kick your ass. He retweet he retweeted the poll, and he attacked you yeah. of being a contrarian for drafting Cadillac Dreams and having limited Kiss knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I would pick out a deep cut like that would fucking speak the opposite of what he's trying to accuse right. me of. I'm not picking right. Cadillac dreams to be a contrarian, you know. No, I mean, uh, it, it's what what no. What's worse is that you're picking it because you like it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, wor- you know? that's worse. Money, money. That's all. Oh. But nobody brought up the fact and all the comments back and forth that I gave shit to how much keyboard is in my way and all that. But nobody brought up the fact that there's a fucking whole brass section. In, in Cadillac Dreams No one remembered And I forgot about That's it too true. But there's a fucking like trumpet section in that So I mean I'm surprised no one said anything to me But to each their own We had some great comments And we got a, a ton of comments to get to for today So let's try We're going to try to go through these quickly If we skip yours Don't take offense to it buddies We got fucking plenty to go through so real, real, I'm just going to quickly run through some some poll related comments. Our buddy Zandon said Bruce almost had me because of King of the Mountain, but Jericho for me. Tom and Zeus with some ordinary songs. Zeus, I can't believe how much you like. Let's put the X in sex. Okay. Bill Sharp voted for Chris. He has more songs I like. However, my two favorite from this are Rise to It and Thou Shall Not. So I responded said Bill, I have those both. How the hell are you not picking mine? You know, Chris Vick. <laughs> 
So here we go. This is interesting. This is why I love Kiss fans. Chris Vickery had to go with Jericho just because he chose Reason to Live. (laughs) So everything else can suck. So, Chris, I take back those compliments I gave you in the beginning of the show. Right, right. Oh, you weak, weak man. Oh, God. Yeah, and, and you know, a lot, it, it's true. People not only voted for for Jericho, but they commented on how much they liked Jericho. Um, so that, that was it, you know, a lot, of, you know, our buddy Andy, Jericho, overwhelmingly for me. Uh, LT Shoes, gotta go with Jericho, top to bottom. He had solid, solid picks for what he could get. I mean, just crazy stuff. So that's some, uh, that's some poll feedback. One, and let's- one, one, I want to jump on Tom. Steve DeWood, sorry guys, it's Jericho for me. Everyone else chose a stinker. What? He's got about I don't understand that. Three that are solid in the fucking most KISS fans do not like. At least in my opinion. I think the 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 uh the masses don't. And that's Love's a Deadly Weapon, My Way, and I'll Fight Hell to Hold You. The rest of them are pretty solid. Yeah, I- yeah, I think we're just learning a lot about what people think about Bruce era kiss. It, it, some of it is surprising. So, so quickly, some, some. Go ahead, you're laughing. Go ahead. It's one other one. Jeremy White wrote massive voter fraud, but Twisted Kisser is Jericho paying for votes, or did every crazy Knights fan show up to the polls? Oh, <laughs> I know, I know. All right, so let's quickly run through some actual episode feedback here. So we got a lot. So our buddy uh, Joel Hoffman, Bruce is the best of Kiss. Class act. What a great show. Guys, I'm an old school classic lineup fan, but I love all eras. In my opinion, Turn on the Night may be the best 80s Kiss song. Makes me feel good. If Bon Jovi did it, it's a number one song guaranteed. Kiss stigma. Great Uh, analysis. Jericho says that all the time. It's uh, it's true. No, I, I agree. It's true. Murph. Murph was great. I, his comments are all, we always love. Congrats, gents. Nice work getting two great guests on in the success of 100 episodes. Not bad for a bunch of jerks to quote our college professor, <laughs> Scaff, who, Joe Scaff, who literally called us a bunch of jerks. Everybody's sitting there quietly doing this stuff. This guy had a beard, friendly old guy. And then somebody had to ask the question that, you know, people ask in class. This is a professor. Hey, is this going to be on the test? <laughs> and you would have thought, thought yeah. <laughs> he raged more than the guy sitting next to Murph when he found out Strutter wasn't in the playlist. He turned around and was like, is that all you people care about? You bunch of jerks. <laughs> he- <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, here's a good one from our buddy Sean DeHaan. Wow, what an episode. Best episode ever. Jericho was awesome, but Bruce Kulick was an absolute star. I've never heard him so relaxed and open. What a get for your show. Very nicely done. Oh, and you also forgot this part. Sean also mentioned earlier. Have to say, Zeus has quite a streak emerging by putting his foot in his mouth. <laughs> I actually laughed out loud when Bruce said, hey, I, I co-wrote that. <laughs> After <laughs> Zeus offered his opinion, which was honest, but not a positive thing. Love it. Should it should be called laugh out loud cast. Oh, there you go. Okay, I like that. Um, our buddy Todd, Todd Herrig, who a big fan of the show. Dudes, awesome episode. Very much appropriate for number 100. Tom, you said exactly what I was thinking during the wrap-up. Not sure if it's possible, but I think I do respect Bruce Kulick even more than I did previously. Super guy, here's to 100 more T and Z. 
Our buddy MD, happy 100, boys. As you can see, I've spent a lot of time with you guys this year. Many thanks for helping me to get through this pandemic with at least some of my mind still intact. Cheers. Yeah, a lot of people were doing that, Tom. Sending us images of the Spotify list of how many episodes they listened to ours, the total amount of minutes, and how where we rank on all their... I can't believe how many of these people that we... I'm like, Jesus Christ. I don't this part this person really doesn't get involved that much in the show. And where's number one right. thing? Like that means you guys need to contact us and come out a little more. Absolutely. More yeah. You know, we'd love to get you guys more don't, involved. Don't, don't wait for a don't wait don't wait for a blockbuster episode like this. Jump in whenever you want. We're we're we we are willing to talk. Um our buddy Lance, I didn't think I could go fanboy for a podcast episode, but this was it. Great to hear Bruce and Jericho, especially Bruce. Tell behind-the-scenes tales and not in a normal Q&A segment style. Very original way to have him on the show, guys. That's exactly what we were aiming for. Yep. Anybody, can, anybody can do an interview, and interviews are great. We're not taking anything away from people that do an interview. But having him in this segment much more relaxed, informal, and comfortable, and, you, and that came through, we think. So that was, that was excellent. Uh, and we're glad that you, that you noticed that, too. Um, our buddy Tony from Restrained. Finally got done listening. Guys, be proud. This is 100% your best episode to date. Bruce was fantastic, relaxed, and speaking off the cuff. Many great behind-the-scenes stories and candid opinions, and having Jericho on made it even better. Congrats. Our buddy Paul Tepelis, congrats on your 100th episode. You have been a breath of fresh air within the KISS podcasting world and been second to none with the interaction of your listeners and fans. Anyway, I'm hoping Bruce drafted Boomerang to be part of his list. Uh, no, Boomerang did not get picked. Um, That's so gonna that be was, he's gonna be bad. trolling, right? He can't be serious, right? I I, I hope he was trolling. <laughs> um, and we got a comment. We got a comment here from a fan of the show, Tom Mungia, uh, and he says, "Big big congratulations on a hundred episodes." And I want to read a separate comment from Tom because I'm also friends with him on our personal pages on Twitter. And he had something really kind to say that I wanted to share and give him credit for. He said, this was one of my favorite episodes ever of any podcast. At the end, talking about how you two guys, how you're just two guys who dreamed of doing a show and then wound up talking to your heroes in an anniversary edition. That inspires me with my aspirations to never stop dreaming. Thank you. No, Tom, thank you, because you're right. We talked about how great that was, and we're glad that that came through again, and you kind of felt the way we felt. Um, that was just awesome. We got a funny one here from our buddy Nige Savage. I'm halfway through this killer episode. It's already a classic. Bruce, you're a gent. Jericho, so are you. Favorite moment so far, Bruce's keyhole face. <laughs> whole face 80s kiss is my favorite era so i need to give the final full list careful consideration love it tnz kudos and that's some great stuff from twitter um you guys have just been amazing we actually have a couple things more if you can bear with us here um it's just been uh, amazing what what you guys have uh have have done here with us um our buddy on the fly Uh, I think he has a show himself. He says, if you're a Kiss fan like me, you need to go listen to these guys. They are my inspiration as a podcaster. Not only one, but two legendary guests in Chris Jericho and Bruce Kulik. Our buddy Jay from The Hook Rocks, who, side note, congratulations. He has on the Pantheon Podcast Network, so congratulations to Jay. That's awesome. 
Um, incredible episode by my buddies Tom and Zeus. Hearing Bruce offer his insight is a treat for a longtime Kiss fan like myself. Perfect 100th episode to celebrate the hard work you put into each show. Congrats, guys. And our buddy Bruce himself, Bruce Kulik, retweeted, You can't miss this episode. The one and only Chris Jericho and me duke it out on a Kiss draft of songs of my era. Highly recommended. Gotta love getting a retweet from Bruce. Our buddy Baco from Cobras and Fire. Congrats on 100 episodes to probably the best Kiss podcast out there. Probably. Hit 100 is pretty sweet. As is having Bruce on more than once, we would know. Nothing but love to shout it out loud, Cask. We only ask that you dry clean our coattails once you're done riding them. Hashtag all the best gentlemen. Uh, we love Baco and Cobras and Fire. Um, awesome stuff. And we got a uh, retweet from our friends over at Pod of Thunder. We're very grateful for that. Big time congrats on 100 episodes, fella. Um, that was very kind to them. And uh, Pantheon Podcast themselves retweeted us. A must for fans of Kiss with Bruce and Jericho on their 100th episode, Bonanza of the Shout It Out Loudcast. So that's just some of the stuff that we wanted to share with you guys. Um, your interaction, your comments, and sharing your feelings with us, amazing. And that is some Twitter stuff we got for you. Yeah, that was just... <laughs> Twitter was blown up and we didn't even get to the parts of the, the ongoing dialogue that we had with some exactly. of the people. Right. Yep. So I'll read a yep. couple real, I mean, one or two from um, uh, my own on Facebook, but let me, before I do that, I'll read, uh, we got to read Marty White's YouTube. He's the man from YouTube. Uh, so oh, yeah. cool that Bruce was on. I tried applying Bruce's edit her outline to my ex-wife a few years ago, but it didn't work. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> Marty. Marty always yeah. comes through. I shouted out Loudcasters page, Tom. That thing has been blowing up in nonstop every day. Like it, uh, I don't know how many times a day we get invites, people that want to join. Thank you. It's Keep great. jumping in. Uh so far we're non-toxic. So join the Shout It Out Loudcasters group. It's a fun place for uh KISS fans to post stuff, talk about KISS and other stuff. Uh, it's great. Uh, our buddy Steve Wright, part of the hell, congratulate us. Uh, congratulations, guys, on episode 100. And Bill Algy, I believe, from the podcast Ages of Rock. Keep up yeah. the food, fellas. Um, I think he meant to say, oh, he did correct it. Keep up the great correct. work. <laughs> he corrected himself. That yeah, was yeah. great. <laughs> Your friend Jeff Trot told you to settle down, Tom. <laughs> Jeff's, a, Jeff's a fan of the show. He's a funny guy. And check out Jeff's Live auctions on Facebook. He does great live auctions. If you're one of those live auction geeks like me, Jeff Trott does good ones. So check, check nice. him out. Uh, Tony Smith. Holy fucktards, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Graham Richley. I love Graham. Gotta say, this is the best episode. What a blast. As a Kiss fanatic, this is the first time I've heard so many new bits of inside information and insights into the band. In a long time. Bruce was so great. Relaxed and forthcoming. And Jericho is the perfect guest. Informed. Opinionated. Fuck yeah. Uh, and charismatic. Although with the absolute worst song choices. I was oh. buzzing. After listening. So I can only imagine how you clowns feel. Ram. What the fuck was that? Uh, congrats what? guys. <laughs> yeah. Congrats guys. That 100th will be hard to top. Maybe Paul and Gene for the 200th. Thanks. That's not pressure. Congrats, guys, <laughs> on an amazing first 100. You guys rock. 
Uh, and then we also had a Tyler Keeley. Amazing episode, guys. I remember watching WWF as a kid and hearing Jericho tell The Rock, I am cool. I am the breeze. And thinking, <laughs> no way did he get that from Chris. Great to hear Bruce give detailed info on the era. Keep kicking ass. Here's to another 100. So that is from our uh, Shout It Out Loud casters page. Now, let's go to Facebook. Okay. Um, On Facebook, we have uh, Mr. Steve Vargo. Wow, 100 episodes. Congrats. What a way to top it off with both Jericho and Bruce. I always loved the show, but this was my favorite so far. I really enjoyed both Bruce's and Jericho's stories, commentaries, etc. Awesome stuff. Here's to another 100, fellas. Darren Hunt, congrats on 100 episodes. And this week was another great one. I want to go on record that Gene's mumbling is better than any rapper. Thank <laughs> God that didn't make the cut. The in Cadillac Dreams is not a good song. <laughs> it's Gee, not, thank you. but you like it, and that's okay. Yeah, Daniel Peoples, another great episode. Very cool to hear Bruce discuss the songs they ra- that are randomly picked. I'm fascinated by the tough love, heart of Chrome discussion. I've thought since day one that the similarities were intentional in an attempt to give the album a theme sonically. Who knew? Jericho chiding Tom and Zeus was hilarious. But we all agree that the draft, that his draft was last pace, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. Nice. I'm not sure if it's on his website now, but Bruce had an awesome depth re- retrospective on each album with all kinds of cool info. So I knew the rap section on Paralyzed, but of course, never heard it. Yeah. I, uh, and then he just gave his top 10 list. Uh, Adam Nick Meyer, awesome episode. Bruce is pure class but ha- gave some good inside stories of Paul's insecurities had to yes. create when you guys ripped tough love. And Bruce was like, Hey, that was the only song they let on the album. <laughs> I don't really understand how payment works, but that seemed like a big deal to him financially. <laughs> Scott Donaldson. And this is one thing I do want to bring up. So Scott Donaldson is the drummer in the Kiss tribute band Kisteria, yes. uh, which is in Australia. And Scott plays the Fox, Eric Carr, in Kisteria. He does not play Peter Chris because we all know that Unmasked era is the biggest thing in Australia. And he's, his band Kisteria has got this new gig going on. I want to mention this, too. They're doing some sort of a tour where it's 70s versus 80s kiss live on stage kisteria i think they're going up against sisters doll is that the name of the other band i'm not sure but kisteria is the makeup uh, uh kiss and the other band will be playing like 80s stuff on stage so they're kicking off some sort of a tour and they're calling it the silverback touring so you can go to silverbacktouring.com and get all your information about that. And it sounds like it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, the you know, uh, Obviously, I wish we could see them, but unfortunately, we're not traveling to Australia or uh, New Zealand these days. But check out all the information in Australia. 
uh, Silverback Touring. They have a Facebook page and everything. And uh, it sounds like fun. And I hope, uh, uh, Scott, uh, much success. Anyways, That's Scott Donald. Donaldson. Yes. Wow. Loved it, guys. Love Bruce Kulick. The guy's all class. Chris Jericho, always entertaining. Love his passion for 80s Kiss, my favorite era. Can't believe that Crazy Nights wasn't taken. Must be an Australian thing as just like Dynasty Unmasked. Crazy Nights became big in Oz when Crazy Nights was released as a single. But big congrats to both of you for putting together this type of show. You can't fake the chemistry that you guys have through your friendship. I love it. And feel like we have become somewhat friends in the last year, which I appreciated. Thanks for the support of my band. Keep the laughter coming for years to come. Here's to never running out of material. Well done, Tom and Zeus. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Yes, we are all friends on the show. Even though a lot of us have never met, uh, you guys are part of the show. You're part of this community, and you're right. We are all part of the Kiss family for sure. Absolutely. And Aaron Martell of Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews Podcast. Yep, we listen to Aaron, and he's a local guy from Mass, too. Uh, Amazing episode, guys. Congratulations on the 100th. Our friend, who has his theme back after a two-episode deletion, Jack Pinocchio. Guys, Bruce Kulik, Chris Jericho, thank you for the best episode to date. No better way to celebrate 100. Had to go back and re-listen to it just to hear Bruce's input and inside stories behind each song. Congratulations once again for this milestone. And from Tom getting yelled at by Daddy Jericho. Tom, stop (laughs) laughing. Stop laughing. Oh, man. Brian Stone, best episode of the 100. The Paralyzed Rap. Oh, my God. Kind of liked it. Great job, Zeus and Tom and guests. You guys knocked it out of the park. Home run episode, S-I-O-L. Nice. We got to read Kevin Jepson. Wow. You guys taught yourself. Always. Definitely your best episode. I've never heard Bruce be so insightful. Lots of different stories I've never heard. Too many great stuff to listen to list. Great job. You guys nailed it. Congrats on 100. The thing about that is Kevin is like the biggest kiss fan. What like a, a compliment it is to hear that from somebody like Kevin and a lot of you huge kiss fans to tell us you guys listen to a million podcasts and heard a million interviews gone to conventions, gone stuff, but you haven't heard some of these stories. So, uh, I mean, I think that's the best compliment we could get, Tom. Agreed. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Yeah. Chuck Hoskins. I've watched it twice already. Maybe my favorite podcast episode ever. John Clark, the fourth. Wow. 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 
That was absolutely amazing episode. What a fantastic insight from Bruce. I will never hear paralyzed the same way. Surprise. Yeah. Surprise. Jericho didn't pick spit. The lovely Carrie Stevens. I love the way Bruce speaks of Eric. Yeah, that was great. Bruce, you can tell just by the way he talks about these songs in this era, uh, just a, a special place in his heart for for Eric, and that obviously came through in the episode. So, And I'm glad, I'm glad Carrie picked up on that as well. Yeah, and Carrie also added, I love Bruce Kulik. He is family, always will be. Love seeing that. Love yep. seeing the love and respect from them all. Um, yep. So... Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Oh. 
American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Again, uh, let me just run a couple things by. I saw a bunch of others. There's a, uh, These are some of the names. Mike Peterson, Arno Hewson, David Cathy, Mark Arnold, Kevin Conrad, Lee Graham, Deuce, Steve Warsat. Those guys go nuts on our page and we love them. Those two have awesome, fun conversations. John Ghost, Sonny Pooty, Steve DeWood, Arnold, DG from Tennessee, Sean Hammond, John Wicker, Lee Burton, Reg Daniels, Eladio, Mark Ain't John, Tom Skoloff, Alessandro Rourke, Twisted Kister, John Brox, and Jeff Wyatt, just, just to name a few that we didn't get a chance to read all their comments, but thank you. And there were many more. Thank you for all the kind words and uh, just amazing. And honestly, I felt like this is a team effort. You guys were part of this. Like we couldn't wait. Me and Tom were like little school kids. Couldn't wait to share this. So you guys could hear this. And it, it was like the hardest thing is holding all this in and not telling you guys about it. But we are, we can't thank you guys enough for allowing us to present this and to be a part of it and the interaction and for you guys being part of the shout out loudcast family. Thank you. Yeah, we we're just, we're, we're, we're thrilled and grateful for the comments and the feedback. But I think the thing that we're really excited about is that you guys enjoyed this as much as we did, you know, and that's the goal of this. And that came through and we're just thrilled that you guys had so much fun with this the way we did too. Um, so thank you again for that. I always, you know, when we have a big episode, always leave people with some uh, quick facts. The lovely Carrie still has our record for number one episode. This yep. broke the one day total. It broke the one day total. It broke it the second day, one day total. Um, it's about, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 downloads from being our best episode of all time in not even a week. Yep. That's how big this thing got. So can't thank you guys enough. Can't thank everybody involved. We appreciate it. We will still continue to try to make every episode the 100th episode and give you the best of us and stuff that you guys want to hear and things that hopefully make you want to grab that kiss CD or want to laugh about a joke or, you know, just pick up a phone and talk to a friend about a band or an uh, or a concert that you guys went to and laugh because that's what me and Tom do every week. And that's why we'll never get sick of this. And we'll see you on episode 200 soon when that hits, because these are two friends talking about music. And we hope that you guys can relate and feel like you're part of this. 
Absolutely. Yep. Nope. That's true. Um, you know, we're not going anywhere. We say this all the time. There's going to be plenty of material and plenty of things for us to talk about. So, Tom, when we're usually done with the previous episode, we go on to Kiss World. What's going on in it? Yeah, quiet week for Kiss World. Um, you know, everybody's obviously getting ready for the, the big Kiss 2020 goodbye thing. And uh, Paul, did, Paul, Paul did an interview recently, and um, it was a, a video interview. And, you know, it was a kind of a Q&A. It was, it was with Paul and I, uh, the, the gentleman who kind of runs Landmark Entertainment that is responsible for putting on these uh, ridiculous, epic events. And they were talking about uh, the Dubai New Year's Eve show. And, um, you know, Paul doesn't really give, you know, too much. It's a, it's a little bit of cliches here and there. Uh, the guy from Landmark actually had a little bit probably more to say concrete than Paul. You know, he addressed some issues about dealing with the pandemic and, and, and putting on a show like this. So I, I would urge you to check that out. Uh, you know, again, as, as usual with Paul, he's not going to give too much away. Uh, but if you are interested in some news on that, you know, you can, you can check that out. It's on, uh, Paul shared it on his social media and it is on, on YouTube. Um, so Zeus, I think you saw that as well. And you kind of, we, we were kind of making some jokes yeah, about Paul. Just, like, What was the comment like, you, you know, made? Instead of asking why we ask, why not? <laughs> okay, Paul. Great. Why not? What? Like, you know, that's, whatever. that's, yeah, that's the quote from RFK stealing it from Ron, uh, from Ronald. <laughs> Ronald, <laughs> Ronald, Ronald Kennedy, yeah. Robert F. Kennedy. He stole it from. But anyway, uh, there's also don't forget, Kiss Masquerade is still going on, coming up, right? Um, That's right. Phil and the gang is going to be doing rock and roll over the whole album. Uh, Bruce and Todd Kearns will be doing an acoustic set. Uh, there'll be Jean Beauvoir, Enough's Enough, and a lot more activities. This is streaming live. Okay, and that's going to be on December 18th and 19th, Kiss Masquerade. Go to kissmas2020.com and get your tickets and information there. Kissmas2020.com. You, uh, I'm definitely getting it. I think Tom is getting it. So I oh, think yeah. you guys should, uh, should jump on it. And I absolutely. can't wait to see it. I'm excited. Yep, absolutely. Another thing that was kind of cool this week. So friend of the show, and we actually met him back in uh, February in Manchester. When we saw, when we saw kiss, we met um, our friend of the show, Mitch LaFon, who was on earlier this year. And uh, his buddy, Jeremy white, who is also in the music biz up in Canada and has his own podcast. He had Gene Simmons from kiss on his podcast, which was quite the get. That was pretty awesome. Uh, Congrats to Jeremy. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a fun conversation. Uh, it was a short interview. Uh, Gene had some interesting things to say. Um, but the one general thing I think about this, and, and I urge you to check out the podcast, I'm not going to give away too much of it, but just Gene has such a way about just being funny and, and laughing at himself and laughing at things in general, but also being knowledgeable and, and smart and aware of what's going on, you know, a little bit of self-deprecating humor, just real pleasant to listen to, especially when you kind of put it right next to that, that Paul video that I, that I just referred to. Um, so congrats to Jeremy on that. Uh, that was, that was a fun interview and, and I'd urge you to check it out. Cause Gene had some interesting and funny things to say about himself and about the band and music. So it's, it was a good one. Yeah. Jeremy white's new podcast. Uh, Jeremy, uh, I believe had a, as a radio show 
quite popular rock show up in uh, Montreal. And he's now transitioned to having a podcast. And tip of the hat to Jeremy. Great, great job with Gene. Uh, If he was nervous, it certainly didn't show. And Gene was just his charming self. This is the funny part about during this pandemic. I've grown to admire and like Gene more, if that's possible. He's just comes across so well. And the stories he's talking about, um, he was telling to Jeremy and he got into Van Halen. And Jeremy kind of jokingly asked us, what should I ask? I was like, ask him about the set list. (laughs) And he was telling him about turn (laughs) on the night. It's a nice little tidbit about turn on the night in that in that interview. So check it out. Uh, He did a good job. Jeremy. So tip of the hat to our friend there. Other than that, you know, kiss is trucking along. Uh, Hopefully they'll be back sooner before you know it, because uh, hopefully the pandemic will go away and we can back to rocking at kiss concerts, hopefully soon enough. And if we are rocking, maybe we'll be rocking hard, Tom. Yeah, nobody took that. Nobody drafted that song in the Bruce draft. You make me rock hard. That did not get drafted. Thank God. <laughs> Yikes. But uh, but if you are feeling that way, uh, you know, there's only one place to go, and that is adamandeve.com. We talk about them every week. Uh, use that promo code LOUDCAST at checkout, and uh, they will load on all the free stuff. You get free shipping, those free spicy movies, the free gifts for you, your partner, the both of you. Great stuff. Uh, holidays are coming up. New Year's is coming up. You might not be able to hang out with your friends and have a big party. So have your own little private party at home while you're at it. AdamEve.com promo code loudcast. Ooh, <laughs> exactly. Tom, last year we did kiss Festivus. Hey, happy Festivus, everyone. <laughs> Welcome newcomers. <laughs> the tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. And as you know, we're both huge fans of Seinfeld. So while we were thankful Thanksgiving and had a wish for Christmas, we have some grievances to get out. Now, it sometimes comes out that we might have a few grievances or complaints or Bitching or something. Sometimes we we let it on to the show. I don't know if you've noticed that, Tom, but sometimes we can complain a little bit. Occasionally. Occasionally. Yeah, that it, yeah. It happens. Yeah. And maybe once in a while, somebody will say, it's fucking negative. Well, we want to get all that negativity out by the end of the year. So we have to do like Frank Costanza organized many years ago. As he laid blows upon somebody and he came up with Festivus, we need to do an airing of our grievances. But since this is Kiss Festivus, we need to air our Kiss grievances out. Get it out of our system. Last year we did this and we came up with five each. So this year, guess what? We're doing five each. Five Kiss grievances. That we need to get out. Last week, I think the week before, I went I went first. How about this time we pass it over to you and you get the ball going? So before we air grievances, well, let's just say if anybody is a, fe- a fan of Seinfeld and Festivus, you also know that part of Festivus is the feats of strength. 
We're not doing that tonight. Maybe we'll save that for the next live stream. We'll have Jericho on. We'll do feats of strength with the walls of Jericho. <laughs> but um, so we yeah. So like, what like, about like the pole? Stay here Tom? with Festivus. The what? The pole? Oh the oh the oh the oh the aluminum pole? Yeah, I'll go up into the crawl space. <laughs> So Festivus is a time for us to kind of air grievances. Now, granted, these are like these are fun grievances. These are just little little peccadilloes that we have with Kiss. Things that we they're fun to talk about. Okay, obviously, we're going to say this again. If anybody's chiming in now and listening, we love the band. Okay, but these are just little complaints because for when you have a band you love, you have complaints. Now, five each. Mine are not in any particular order, Zeus. I don't know if yours are one through five, but I'm going to start off with mine. So the first airing of the grievances that I'm going to have on mine is the constant hate. And it's almost to the level of cliche, the constant hate for music from the elder and carnival of souls. I almost feel like it is like a knee-jerk reaction for a lot of KISS fans out there to just instantaneously hate both of those albums without giving it any thought in listening to them. Now, I'm not going to try to convince anybody out there that those two albums are two of the best albums in the catalog. You know, they're not, it's not Destroyer, it's not Revenge, it's not Lick It Up. But people just like, oh, God, I don't know how you guys listen to The Elder. I don't know, Carnival of Soul, that's grunge album, that's terrible. No. Both of them are not terrible, and it's and, and and I see it on Kiss on the Facebook groups. I see commentary when people talk about certain albums, certain songs. So my grievances is, is Kiss fans who just absolutely unabashedly hate music from the Elder and Carnival of Souls. I get it if you don't like them, but in my opinion, neither of them are hateable. And in my opinion, there are albums way worse than both of those in the catalog. So you're talking about Sonny Pooney. <laughs> yes, this is the Sonny Pooney Festivus episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. Because <laughs> you just perfectly described him. Hey, Sonny Pooney, <laughs> what a piece of shit that guy is. <laughs> but okay. it just frustrates me because it's like, it, like I said, it's like cliche. And it's like, because every, every, people have this image, like the image of music from the elder is, or, you know, the video from World Without Heroes when Gene cries or Just a Boy, the falsetto and Carnival of Souls. That's a grunge album. I hate grunge. Give them a, give them a chance. I urge you to give them a chance. That's all I'm saying. Tom, I have, um, I have to say this. So one of the, my favorite parts of our episode with Bruce and Chris is when we brought up that Carnival Souls may be considered a grunge album, but it's a Kiss grunge album. It's a good album, and it's got Kiss touch on it. You know, Dynasty may be considered disco album, but it's a Kiss disco album. Unmasked is a Kiss pop record. You know, um, friggin' Creatures of Night is a Kiss heavy metal album. And he's like, you're right. I like the way you describe it. And I think that that, for me, was the highlight that that Bruce heard uh, us talking about something me and you have discussed many times. And was like, yeah, I like the way you describe that. And he agreed with that. That's the same thing about those two albums. It's a concept album. If you're sitting there thinking that just a boy and something else should be compared to, is it the same as lick it up's opening song? 
No. Is it going to be the same as um, King of the Nighttime? Well, no, it's a concept album. It's telling a story. You got to go along with it. Okay. It may, it's not going up against Destroyer. It's its own entity. Take it for yep. what it is. You don't have to compare everything. Just tell me if you enjoy that aspect. I like that they took chances and they took, to, you know, different avenues and stuff. You know what? And then some bands, I like that they don't. I like ACDC. I don't want to see ACDC do a disco album or do a pop album or do anything like that. They're ACDC. That's what I get. Okay. And then other bands, I like that they change their stuff up. Kiss does. Who cares? Doesn't make a difference. It works with some bands. It doesn't with others. That is exactly I just want to add on to that because I was that was what I was going to add. That is one of the things I love about Kiss. My two favorite bands are Kiss and Metallica. And the two things I love about both of them is that they have tried a lot of different things. Me personally, I like pretty much all of it because I like hearing those bands musically, vocally, rhythmically. So, yeah, Ride the Lightning is not Reload and Rock and Roll Over is not music from the Elder. But that's okay because I like experiencing these bands in different forms. If you like ACDC, that is awesome. I like ACDC. But you know what you're going to get. It's meat and potatoes. And it's great meat and potatoes, but it, it's just something different. So that's my point. And I know there's going to be a, there's going to be people out there saying, I've listened to those albums. They suck. Okay, that's fine. I get it. That's fine. Go ahead and that, say they suck. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the prerogative. That's what you think. Okay. All right, Tom, number five for me. So I try to change it up. I didn't try to be, um, let's talk about albums or singles or let's talk about other stuff. I try to make it different areas of Kiss. So this number five, it's not really a big problem for me, but I'm a little annoyed by it. And that is that Eric Singer has no social media presence. He doesn't owe it to me. He doesn't owe it to Kiss, but I'm a little annoyed by it. In this day and age, you don't have an, an Instagram page. You don't have a Twitter account. You don't have a Facebook page that people can say something or comment to you and stuff, which goes to kind of a little bit of a theory that me and you have been building up for quite some time, that that being a rock and roll drummer may not be the biggest thing for him in his life. He's really into watches. He's in a comfortable stage in his life, probably makes decent money, doesn't really give a shit about the other aspect of it. That's fine. He doesn't have to. I'm just a little annoyed because I notice it because we're on social media all the time. We're either tagging a Gene, we're tagging a Bruce, we're tagging this guy. There's never anything for Eric Singer. So, you know, I'm just a little annoyed by it. And again, he doesn't owe me that. It's not a big deal, but it's a little bit of a grievance. I want to get it out there. I'm surprised that Eric doesn't have any form of presence out there. So that's my number five, Tom. Number four to you. Oh, just oh. real quick to comment to comment on that. I agree. We, we've we've talked about that. How you know some of those guys don't have social media presence. Whether it's they're private, they don't have much to say, or you know they just don't give a shit. You know, like we've mentioned before, it's nice to see Tommy slowly kind of open up with some pictures of himself, some live photos of him on stage, or him with a guitar or whatever. He's doing cameo like, now. Yep, exactly. And, yep. and, and here Eric come Singer, all the jokes. Hey, say you're fake frilly for 50 yeah, bucks. Exactly. No, but, I know. But even yeah, Bruce, but, but you're right. Is Bruce the same as he was two years ago on social no. media? Oh, he's great. He's he's amazing right now. They all are. Even Gene and Paul. Paul is not the same guy he was on social media two years ago. 
Right. But that could be Agreed. a negative thing, too, <laughs> yeah, as you'll we'll, see. We'll, yeah, we'll save that. We'll save that. Number four to you. So my my grievance list is a little bit more centrally. It's concentrated on the music, the discography, the band. Uh, it's just kind of the direction I went through. I kind of it's where it took me. You know, and I'm glad that Zeus may be going down a different road than me so that we can have 10 different things to talk about. So, and we never like discuss our, our stuff. Never. That's the never. thing. Never. There's no never. sneak. Like, I don't know where he's going. He doesn't know where I'm going. So, yep. So, number four for me. Now, we haven't reviewed this. So, I'm going to give a general statement of it because there is a lot to talk about when we do review this. But one of the things I cannot stand is not the track listing because i think the track listing is fantastic but i can't stand a lot of the re-recordings of the songs on smashes thrashes and hits just put the compilation out those songs can stand on their own there was no reason to manipulate those i can see if you want to put beth on there with eric singer vocals because it's his first appearance on a compilation and I understand it's the 80s and you want to kind of, quote unquote, overproduce some of those songs from their 70s or their early 80s production. I get that. But that is a track listing wise. It's a fantastic compilation. It's got the two original tracks and it's got a really good song selection. But I can't listen to a lot of it because it's not the versions of the songs I heard. Why are you doing that? That just frustrates me to this day. I remember when I got Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits, because in that time, there was no such thing as, you know, you couldn't make your own CD. You you, you get a compilation or a great sit, you'd be like, this is great. And I remember hearing, I'm like, that's not how this song sounds. This is weird. What are you, what are you doing? So just a general general feeling, because every once in a while, I will, I'll, I'll pull out, you know, the CDs are on my phone. I'll pull out the music, and I'll be like, I haven't literally listened to this compilation start to finish in a while. Let's see what it is. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a reason why this one is not huge sonically for me. So smashes, thrashes, and hits. But it's got let's put the X in sex. It does. And thanks to you, you're making me like that song a little bit more than I ever have. I'll give you credit for that. But yeah, even, uh, even Bruce was not a big fan of the ball splitter on some of the girls in that video. I know that was great hearing him say that. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. So we'll have a lot more to say about smashes, thrashes, and hits when we eventually get to the compilation review. But that that recently popped up on shuffle for me, and I was listening to it, and I was like, "Ah, what are you doing? Don't do that." So that's my number four. All right, all right, booger, all right, booger. Um, it's similar to that, Tom. It's funny. This is my number four. Okay. You know what I'm annoyed by? Uh-oh. And a kiss grievance that I have. Do you remember when the remaster CDs came out? Yes. So about 97 and 98, roughly? Yep. yep. And you ended up getting them, and I ended up getting them again. And now I make fun of everybody else that make, does all the friggin', why are you buying vinyl? You already have it. You know, <laughs> shit. But I know. at least I the know. sound is better and all that stuff, the remastered. Yeah. Why the fuck? This is 97. 98 did they not remaster hot in the shade i don't know this for certain but i think that is a record label issue i think that's because i think i think it was i'm not sure if it was polygram that was hot in the shade or 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 whatever mercury whatever 
because you're right, the remasters stopped at Crazy Nights. And it I don't know why, and I'm guessing it no I'm guessing it's a record label sense. issue. I don't I care agree. that it might be Polygram versus Mercury versus Casablanca, whatever. I don't care. If you're gonna put out your catalog in remastered, you figure it out to get that remastered. It's ridiculous. So the fact is, I've got all these great Kiss albums on CD, and then you put Hot in the Shade, and you got to turn the volume up because it's like, what? I can't hear it as well. It's pathetic. Okay. And, yeah, and, and same thing with Smashes Thrashes too. If you really think about it. Yeah. And it's frustrating because me and you are such OCD completionists. So you have like almost their entire catalog with like all the thing I love about those remasters. When you take the disc out, it's got the notes inside about the album. Yeah. And then you get to caught the shit that wrote all those comments inside. Yes. I think it it was him. You're right. And then it just stops at crazy nights. Okay. uh, Yeah. That's a good one. So crazy nights, the label was mercury. Okay, Vertigo for Europe, okay? Yeah. Smashes, Thrashes, Mercury. Okay, Hot in the show, uh, Shade, Mercury. Oh, okay. All right. Revenge, Mercury. So, still Mercury. How can you do Crazy okay. Nights and you didn't do Revenge? Revenge came out in 92. You're doing all these remasters. I get it that you're saying, oh, maybe we don't need to do it. But you don't need to remaster Psycho Circus because it just came out. But what the fuck? You can't do Hot in the Shade? Yeah, that's a good question. You, you got to wonder what the decision is. Why stop at Hot in the Shade and not, not just do Hot in the Shade Revenge? And why, you know, is it, why haven't you done it again? Smashes, Thrashes, Kiss, Revenge. Right. I, I know the no, vinyl the, stuff. I'm talking question. CD. Right. You know? Right. So I don't know. It's just it's frustrating for me because as we talked about recently and a lot, and since we had Bruce and Chris on, we love that era. We love Hot in the Shade, as you can tell from our album review. That should have been done better. So no, Hot agreed. In the Shade, I think that's a great point, and I, it's, it's a question. That, yeah, it's a question that I wish somebody out there maybe maybe somebody out there can answer. We know we got some really brilliant Kiss fans out there. So if you know anything about that, if you're in the record business or share that with us because that's always kind of pissed me off a little bit too that it just comes to a screeching halt with crazy night so that's a good number four number three for you brother all right number three for me so my favorite era of kiss is the love gun alive two era um that that's the sweet spot for me alive two my favorite ever okay love everything about it same thing with love gun those are my two favorites gotcha I love the original tracks on Alive 2, like I think everybody does. But I want more. I, w- I wish Side 4 was more live music. Songs like King of the Nighttime World. I'm sorry, King of the Nighttime World's on there. Songs like Take Me or Hooligan. I know you don't like that. But songs from. There's a lot of songs from those three albums that could have been on Alive Four. I'm sorry, Alive 2, Side 4. That would have been fantastic because that era was amazing. Okay? Now, to solve the problem of the original tracks, you could have taken out Then She Kissed Me on Love Gun and thrown on Larger Than Life or All-American Man, or you could have 
added them on to double platinum for a new track, something like that. But but my my grievance is that I wanted more stuff from that Love Gun era tour on Alive Two, but still find a way to give me those original tracks uh, because mm-hmm. because whenever I see those live shows, you know, like like Kiss at the Forum, you know, in '77, the show is insane. And I wish we had a little bit more, but still give me those original tracks. So kind of as, as most Kiss fans, I want, I want it all. I want the best of both worlds. So that's a, that's a little bit of a grievance for me. I've always wished for more live on a live too. Yeah. I'm always one of those guys that doesn't want the new track on a greatest hits album. Doesn't want the extra song on a live album. Give me the live album, put the songs on a different album. It just kind of, you know, it irritates me a little bit. So I'm with you. I wish they didn't think of much how insane Dynasty would have been if Rocket Ride was thrown on there. And oh, they could have done that. Yep. Or Rocket Ride ended up on Ace's solo, or All American Man ended up on Paul's solo. Holy shit. Yeah. Larger than life on yep. jeans. They could have done it. I- I'm with you on it. It's a little bit of a grievance. I get it. So I think that's a good one, Tom. Number three for me, brother. We've done this in the past. We both had this. I think this was, if I'm not mistaken, okay, I think we both had this last year. Toxic Facebook groups. Now I'm going to go toxic kiss fans. (laughs) Okay. Specific fans, not just the whole group. There's one in particular. We comment on it on our text group all the time. Yes, we do. Loves to throw out all this, like, gay shit between Tommy and Paul. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We get it. When does that joke get old? Constantly superimposing their heads on, you know, two guys doing something sexual together or whatever. No need for it, buddy. First of all, I don't care. Okay? It's 2020, soon to be 2021. If you have a problem with people being gay, that's fucking on you, buddy. You should be ashamed of yourself. To kind of joke about Paul being effeminate and shit like that over the years, or even Vinny, I know we all do it sometimes. Like, we're trying to be joking about that, but it's not a joke to joke if someone's gay or not. But, like... What the fuck is with this shit with you and Tommy? And it's all over the place. So it infiltrated the Loudcasters page, and I didn't even see it, but you took care of it and wiped that out. And then it was on something else. And I was like texting it to you guys this week. I was like, look at this shit. This is fucking ridiculous. So other people were on this group and were like, can you please, whoever the administrator is, take care of this shit? What the fuck? Like, leave us be. So remember, if I have a group, and this is one of the things that I, I, I say about others, I've said in the past about Eddie Trunk and Stewart, just looking to spoil other people's fun, looking to tell you why you shouldn't like Kiss. Like, if you don't like Kiss, then you don't like Kiss. That's your thing. But why do you have to tell me that I'm wasting my time and my money by going there? So th- it's that mentality that annoys me. So here, this guy doesn't have a Facebook group saying kisses only kiss 
with the original four members. There are groups out there like that, and we are we belong to them. And when we want to post our episodes, we post only episodes of the original four. So if we did a review of Rock and Roll Over, we'll post that on that. But I don't post our Hot in the Shade thing on there because that's not what they want. I can disagree with them, but that's their group. That's what they want. I respect it, and that's it. I don't need to put mm-hmm. that there. So if he wanted to do a group like Paul, Ace, and Peter, and Gina's the only kiss, and everybody else is a scab, that's your prerogative. Do a thing like that. And if somebody jumps on your page telling you Tommy's the greatest, you can make fun of Tommy and shit on him all you want. But why do you go on every other page and try to get people to disrespect Tommy or disrespect New Kiss or disrespect Paul with backing track shit and all this other crap? Like, leave other people alone. I'll tell you something. The fucking band Sabotage and Halloween and Saxon shit suck. Okay? But I don't go on Facebook <laughs> groups looking for people that like them and jump on it to tell them that that music sucks. Or I don't go on the Potter Than Hell podcast and tell them that that, podcast, that music sucks. Because that's what they like. No, you that's- just... No, you... No, you just you, you just text the host of Potter Than Hell and tell him it sucks. <laughs> no more than you do, asshole. Actually, no more than Sonny Pooney does. He's the worst of them. He's all over them about that shit. But anyways, you get the point. That's our private joke in there. We don't go on his page and tell him they suck while you listen to them. Or we don't go on their podcast and shit on the music they like. It's not it's not. I was going to say professional. Obviously, if we do that, it's not professional. But like, it's not respectful. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why do you have such a problem? And why is this your life mission? The time and effort it takes you to do all this shit and then to post it on every Facebook group out there. He's gotten active on Twitter now. So yeah. it's just, I don't get it. And he might be a, a nice guy with a fucking... I don't know what Tommy I doubt fetish. I doubt it. Or whatever. But I, I just don't get it. It's toxic. Leave it alone. You don't have to make everybody hate Tommy and and cheater Chris and fake ace and whatever else you call those two. Leave it alone. Jesus Christ. We can tease them once in a while, but we do it sarcastically. I don't believe Tommy's fake ace. I don't believe Eric is cheater Chris. I, you know, I'm mocking you guys when I say that shit, but that's my podcast with you. We can say this if we want. I don't go on other people's shit and tell them that, though. That's rude. I don't know. I just this week when that thing went out, I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me with this guy? Thankfully, that host, by the way, from those posts he put caught it and eventually put a post up like I got rid of him and all his posts were gone. Thank God. So aggravating. And he. yeah, and he spends a lot of time. Look, if you listen to us, you know who he, you, you know who he is. He's been he's now notorious, unfortunately, on these groups on Facebook, and he spends a lot of time photoshopping and making these things look professional. And if it's not what you know, the the, the Paul being gay stuff, it's 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 the it's the fake ace, and it it's just it's tiring. And I don't understand why you. Like, uh, like, are you even a Kiss fan or are you just putting this out there to just try to antagonize people? Look, I get it. We have a sense of humor on this show. We poke fun at things, but it's lighthearted because we love the band. We're not out to, you know, attack 
the band or members of the band or fans of the band. And this guy is just a fucking asshole. And I, I hope he continues to get bounced from groups because uh, he just deserves it. And, uh, and, and, and if he happens to listen to this show, I hope you are because you're a fucking asshole. So I, I, I hope you, I hope you do check out shout it out loudcast. And I don't care if you do. And this is the last time you hear us because what you're doing is uh, a class, a dick move out there on social media. Just leave so. everybody else alone. You don't like them. Put it on your own page. You know what? Some of the shit he puts up are hilarious. Sometimes like, it'll be like, some of them are like, like some like a mother carrying a little baby, and it'll be like fucking Tommy's head and Paul carrying. Like, all right, whatever. <laughs> Once in a while, I'll laugh about. It. But like, dude, put it on your shit. If I want to laugh, I'll right. look at it. Why do you go to like to like the nicest people's fucking? Oh, I am from Finland. Kiss army. And you're fucking posting like paul banging tommy in the ass shit photos like what the fuck is wrong with you leave it alone anyway that's my number three all right so my number two let's see i'll save my number one so i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with another album related thing here this is another compilation related thing here. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't re- we haven't reviewed this compilation either, so I'm just going to make one a comment here. So, double platinum, pretty much what what a lot of classic Kiss fans the holy grail of compilations. Okay, double platinum came out in April of '78. All right, there's all twenty right. song twenty songs on the album. My grievance here: there's only one song from Love Gun on it. Okay, you got six from the debut album. If you include Strutter 78, it's a remix of a song off that. You got six off the debut. Two from Hotter Than Hell, four from Dress to Kill, if you include the rock bottom intro going into She. You got four from Destroyer. You got four from Rock and Roll Over. The only song from Love Gun is the title track Love Gun. Now, Love Gun came out in June of 77. So almost a, a one year later was double platinum. So and that was when Kiss was on top of the world, and Alive Two was out. They were touring for Love Gun, and they chose to only include one song off that. I don't understand it. I don't know if it's because Love Gun was the most recent album, and they were trying to push the back catalog, which is probably what they were trying to do. Um, try to remind some of the newer fans that were jumping on the bandwagon for that Alive Two Love Gun tour. It came out in '78 kind of give give a re you know rebirth to those older albums because Love Gun was fresher. But I think if you're gonna have an, an iconic compilation consisting of the first six studio albums, you gotta do a better job representing Love Gun. You you don't need to have Making Love or you don't need to have I Want You or you don't need to have Hard Luck Woman or 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 a hundred thousand or whatever. You could have thrown on I Stole Your Love or throw in an ace song with Shock Me or throw in whatever. Um, and that's just me because I love Love Gun, but I think it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb that you have a compilation of the original six and only one from Love Gun. And as I said, it's probably because it is the most recent album, but it's still a grievance of mine. I get it. I'm with you on it. I'm not sure what you would take out. I just remember having Double Platinum and the opening of it and then feeling the silver and the images Absolutely. of the... Oh my yep. God, it- you know, I remember double platinum as the as a kid getting it and feeling it and being like amazed. And then I as I told the story many times, 
the first CD I ever bought, double platinum. CDs were so mm-hmm. expensive back then. I'm like, I can get this, but I get 20 songs. This is the smartest business move I've ever done. So yep. I'll never yep. forget it. Double platinum, first CD yep. I ever bought. Great, yep. great one, Tom. I like it. Okay. All right. Number two for me, ghost players. I've talked about this in the past. Yes. I wish they never did it. I wish if you're in Kiss, you play. I wish Ace, if you don't get the fuck over here, we're going to find you. I don't give a shit if you're hungover. Get in here. Peter, fucking sit here all day and learn this. Or you're not going to be in the band. That's it. You're out. If you can't do it, you're out. So I just wish they never went to it. And it's just, you could see it coming. Ace laziness and he always talks to them. he admits that he's lazy ah fuck it what do I give a shit and they just like you know fuck him and Ace and Paul and Gene the control freaks the fucking workaholics in there like we need to get like you know what just fucking call and it all stems from fucking Ezrin oh let me bring him in let me bring him in and then they're all like yeah I like that idea yeah Next one, bring this guy in. Yeah, yeah, bring this guy in. And I know as long as it's Paul and Gene, it's going to be a Kiss song going on the album. It's still Kiss, but I just wish they stayed with it. And I think if they stayed with it and had no ghost players, I feel like Kiss either would have broke up earlier or continued for a lot longer because there would be that level of respect and maybe they needed to back off and maybe miss, a, uh, you know, not put as many albums out in a row. I mean, I saw something recently, like in a four year period, they fucking put out like six albums. Uh, oh, and this yeah. is like in the late 80s, like from yep. I think it was like Unmasked to whatever uh, Creatures of the Night or something. You're like, holy fuck, dude. You know, that's insane. when you think about it, I don't know. Maybe they wait. And get the guys to perform the way they should perform. As soon as you start bringing the Ferrises, the Rick Derringers, the Jean Beauvoirs, the fucking, I don't know, what's his names? Uh, you know, uh, all the other you ghost look. players. Yeah, the, uh, you know, Anton Figs, the Valentine, Kevin Valentines, and all this shit. And, the, you know, obviously we learn this stuff later as kids, as fans. And then you're like, and then by the end, you're like, who the fuck is on Psycho Circus? It's like Gene's band and then Paul's band. They each have their own demo guys. They'll come in and then somebody performs on it. And you're like, oh, who really performed on the song? It's like a rarity up until the last two albums that you had more than three guys play on a song in Kiss for a while. It was a rarity. I mean, it, it was started to happen a lot more with Eric and, and Bruce. But even they didn't play on every song on the albums. What the what the fuck? You just hired a brand new guitar player for Animalize. Why the fuck is Bruce playing on it? You know, Mark St. John wasn't injured then. Why is he playing on this? I don't like that's the kind of shit. So it's not just Ace to use that excuse, but it's just that mentality. I wish they stayed with this. Not, Robert Plant's not cutting a song on physical graffiti and be like, fuck it. Call up uh, Richie Blackmore. Jimmy's not around. Like, it doesn't work that way. I just, I wish they would do it. 
It's a great point. And I think what started to happen was I think that Paul and Gene were on such a roll and, you know, maybe it was management or record label where they needed these albums recorded and produced and put together. And they wanted, you know, Ace and Peter were in the band. They weren't in the mood to move those guys out, but they were like, you know what? Dude, you fucking passed out. You sound like shit today. You can't even stand up straight. Fuck it. We're calling in fucking Joe Schmo to, to do the friggin' solo on this song. And it was the path of least resistant to get the finished product. You know, the ends justify the means. But you're right. It probably contributed to what eventually became the downfall of the band. Because eventually they were probably like, well, fuck it. If you don't need me, I'm just going to friggin' leave. You guys suck anyways. Or whatever. You know what I mean? But yeah, I agree. The ghost player thing is kind of frustrating. You get exactly that when you don't hold them to a standard. So that exactly. wonder yep. that wonderful saying, the standard you walk past is the standard you accept. So yep. I don't want to hear about Ace it's not true. doing shit when you allow him to do it. So if you allowed him to That's do that right. shit, then he doesn't have to show up and be at his best. So that standard exactly. is gone. And you get this now. That's your payback. Congratulations. So that's the shit they should have fucking put an end to that bug at that point in time. If they held Ace to that standard, I don't think he would have been like the way he got by 78 and be like, yeah, fuck them. I'll show you a rock album. I did a, they could have got that out of him earlier. They could have got the hungry Ace that was on the first three, four albums. Right? That he wasn't right. the lazy fuck. And then he saved it for himself when he got challenged. You could have challenged him then. You know? You no, know Paul and but you know, but you know Paul and Gene, especially Paul. He's like, you know what? I don't have time for this shit. I want to cut this record. I want to get in the studio and record it. Ace is Ace is a fucking pain in the ass today. Forget it. I want to get I want to lay these track. Let's go. And and he probably either was unaware of the monster he was creating or didn't care about the monster he was creating. Yeah, but that's what you get, and that's what you right. end up with. So, yeah, yeah. the ghost Agreed. players, the thing I wish they never started. And I will tip the hat to, um, you know, Mitch LaFon that talked about this. It was the Ezrin thing. Ezrin got yeah. them to do that shit, and he does that with everybody. Oh, just bring this guy in. Let me bring in uh, fucking so-and-so in there. What's his name there? The, uh, the Alice Cooper guitarist there They brought in for Destroyer uh, Dick Wagner, let me bring him oh, in Dick Wagner Yeah, yeah. let me bring yeah. him in for everything like, Here's my ringer Like, what the fuck, dude? Either the yeah. guy in the band they can right. do it Or not shouldn't be in the band Come on It's a good so. one Yep Anyways, right. that's my number two Alright, so my number one And this comes off the heels of last week With uh, having the great Bruce Kulik on And uh, talking about a lot of the songs from his era it's pretty simple. Not enough songs with Bruce or Eric on vocals. You got one Eric song, one Bruce song. Not enough. Okay. The 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 original six, uh, especially later on on uh, on on Love Gun and especially Dynasty and Unmasked, you had everybody singing. You had a lot of Ace, a lot of Peter, uh, and I think Eric has a spectacular voice. I like Bruce's voice. I think he does a great job on I walk alone. Uh, I like his album BK three, uh, with his solo material and 15 songs on hot in the shade. You got one from Eric, none from Bruce. You know, it's, it's ironic. And I'm sure this wasn't planned because no one really knew what was what, what the future, but you know, Eric's last album has Eric's vocal. 
Bruce's last album has Bruce's vocal. There's nothing in between. And I think, you know, there's a couple of songs on some of those albums that you could have either rewritten or or just thrown them out all together and, and, and had new songs and given vocals to those guys. They were always about the gang of four, but throughout that period, it was Paul and Gene, and I wish we got a little bit more from Bruce and Eric on vocals. Good one. Um, I actually think, though, Tom, they were building that with Eric Carr. Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits came out after Crazy Nights, correct? Mm-hmm. So Smashes, Thrashes, yes. and Hits has him singing Beth. Here's a little yes. tease. Let's put him out singing Beth. Next album, he sings. I think if, it went, if he was on Revenge, he would have sung a song. Yeah, but I thought Eric I think Carr that would have been a... I think but that would have been the standard going forward that Eric would get a song on each album. Okay, but in my Eric opinion. Carr had been, Eric Carr had been there since 1980. I mean, Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits came out in 88 or whatever. I mean, that's, I that's, a, long, that's, a, that's a long time. Yeah, I agree, but they wanted them to pay their dues. I mean, Ace didn't get a fucking song till the, what, sixth album? I mean... Come on, I, yeah, but, it's not that yeah, big but, but, a deal yeah, for for people. Right. But they were, I felt like they were going that. I wish he was given more songs. You're right, but I don't think Bruce should have got one earlier than that too. But the thing with Ace, the, the 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 sixth album was only the third year of the band. I mean, the debut album came out in '74. Love Game came out in '77. You know, so the, a lot more compressed material in that short amount of time. Eric and Bruce were in the band for a long time. Wait a and minute. That, it's only about a year and a half difference, Tom. If you think about it, Eric got on by, uh, on, well, not even Unmasked. He got on in 81 was his first album. His first, his first true, right, The Elder, right. Okay, and then uh, Smashes and thra- Thrashes and Hits came out, what, 88? Yeah. Seven years. So, I mean, it's not that much of a difference. I, I don't know. I just, I agree I with just, you. And you know, the the thought it, of it, I would have loved to see them sing more songs. I agree with you. And I think they were yeah. building to that. Unfortunately, you know, Eric passed, and that's what sucks even yeah. more about it because we didn't yeah. get we didn't get to hear more of his stuff. But Bruce should have had another song before that. He, he shouldn't have had to wait to uh what, what's considered a bootleg album to get his one song. Yep. You know, the last now, song. Now, on with that being album. said, don't. Don't get me wrong. With that being said, I, I don't know what song by Paul or Gene I would have removed and have sung by these guys. I can't. Where do I, where do I begin? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, well fucking but, right. Boomerang. I'll fight hell to hold you. Uh, my way. Right. Um, you know, uh, all the way down the line, I can start going naming some songs that they could have sang instead of him. Um, right. But whatever. It, it it's a good one. I like it. That's my number one. What do you got, buddy? All right. So my number one is one that I've been complaining about a lot this year. And I got to get this off my chest. I've gotten it off my chest a few times before in the past is, you know, especially this Christmas grievance. Okay. And that is ace this year. Got on my fucking nerves. Um. Mm-hmm. He puts out an album, okay? A lot a lot of the fucking ace fans out there that are I, I don't know. They're they're in a class of their own. I think even the ace fans are bigger ace fans than they are gene fans out there at this point. Like ace is the one that can't do any wrong. And they're very yep. protective of him. And I I find it to be kind of hypocritical 
the slack he is given by Ace fans compared to the shit the other guys get. Let's be blunt. He is not in tip-top shape these days. His performances are not very good. That last album he did was not very good. I don't think I don't I'm not I don't want to give it away too much. Maybe I'll need to listen to him a little bit more. Anybody else was singing those songs in his voice and those lyrics, any of his last three, four albums? No offense. Nobody would think anything of him. He's Ace Freely from Kiss. Everybody thinks yep. I'm the coolest guy in Kiss. I am the most interesting guy. Dude, when did Ace become like this cocky bastard? And, and, and he never was. That's why we liked him. He was always the one who didn't give a shit about that. Didn't act like that. Didn't care. But now he's all about accolades. He throws out fucking zingers all the time. Constantly. Like it, like he doesn't need to. He's such he's his own worst enemy. Yeah, fucking yeah, if the price is right. I'm a, dude, the price is gonna be better than you'll make in your fucking 200 seat Regent Theater in Allenton Center that you'll make. Okay? So Cut the shit with this. Yeah, I fucking talked to Gene the other day, but I I need to go back on my throne. And Tommy doesn't play, you know, no, he plays with no soul. He just copies me. Like, shut the fuck up. Why does he have to constantly do that shit? Because I want the full band together at the end. We're at the end. Shut the fuck up and jump on stage with these guys. Stop opening your mouth up. You can't back it up. You don't have a million dollar fucking tourist lined up or a million dollar other shit lined up. Okay. Stop acting like you're the tough guy. Kiss will still do fantastic without you. They don't need you. They would like to have you. And it'd be a great bonus for all of us. If you came back, but stop acting like you have leverage. You have none. Get a decent salary. I'm sure they realize they'll make more money with you. They will pay you handsomely a thousand times more than you would make on your own. Just shut the fuck up. Paul, I can tell right now, wants no part of any of the shit that you talk about. Every time you open your mouth up about I need to get rid of Tommy, Tommy, Tom. Shut up. Paul looks over to Tommy and says, I don't have to worry about one fucking thing about this guy. He'll play it perfectly. He'll come in and get his salary and say, thank you very much. When's the next show? And I'll be there ready to perform. And that's it. He doesn't have to deal with who's his fucking new girlfriend he's coming with. Is he going to show up on time? Is he drunk? Who's it? Dude, no, we're not playing that song. We're playing this song. How's that fucking solo go again? Like, I Paul is such a perfectionist. There's no way he's going to deal with this shit. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And be the old ace. Stop being this cocky bastard. Stop being Gene Part 2, who used to make fun of all the time. Jeez, Gene will fucking put anything on for a buck. <laughs> Meanwhile, come to my fucking, buy my 40th fucking version of my new shitty album. Uh, just, ugh. Go back okay. to the old Ace. I'm just done with this new Ace. Shut the fuck up. I'm going to kill you.
You do not treat me like this. I've said this before when we've, when we've talked about this. I think Ace's behavior is a result of the fact that the band wants nothing to do with him. I think it's sour grapes. I think it's him being self-conscious about the fact that he knows his kiss career is over. So he has to say outrageous things to remain in the limelight and keep those ace fans hungry. Like, yeah, ace, we're on your side. Fuck Gene and Paul. Cause I think, I think there's no shot of, of him. I mean, I know people say is, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg. Does the band not want, ace because he's being an asshole or is ace being an asshole because the band doesn't want him who knows but i think you're seeing the ace that has been ostracized from kiss and it's unfortunate because you're right he comes across like a pain in the ass yeah and it's just he's the one taking shots and you know on the other the flip side of that coin i mean i wish paul and gene wouldn't stop would stop bringing up and people stop asking him some people would be numbing themselves, numbing themselves. Come up with a fucking new line, Gene. Using, using, using chemicals. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> with a Bunsen burner. <laughs> you know, Settle down, Walter White. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Hey, fucking Walter, what do we got cooking back here? Holy shit! Fucking Breaking Bad. Wow. <laughs> But you get it though, right? It's just look of at Peter. I get it. I'm... Look at Peter. He doesn't say a fucking boo right now because he knows he'll oh. get a nice payday more than he'll fucking make doing anything else. So just shut up, Ace. Be the be the lovable Ace that we used to love. Or at least I used to love. Stop being this like I'm too cool now for everybody and fucking. And then the other thing I'm just gonna say. His look is worse than the Gene look with that fucking hairdo. Gene's like, we're so used to that Gene look now. But when Gene started having that look, we were like, what the fuck is this Planet of the Apes hairdo he's got on now? That the helmet. Helm, he's got. The helmet. Yeah. Like the fucking, the, like the Deathstock Commander helmet, but it's just hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and now Ace. And people get upset, but he looks like a Muppet. He looks like the Muppet band. And his, ah. <laughs> he's got fucking, what's his face? His no, nose. Oh, fucking Tip O'Neill? Joe Nucci? Or Joe Malone? <laughs> it's just the fucking, I don't know what happened to him. You know the he's, wig he's got oh, on. He's the, he's the he's the he's the grandfather from Sixteen Candles. That's his nose. <laughs> he's the wig and the like the little mustache, the little pencil mustache he's got up top his lip. Just brings focus to it. It just ah, oh, and he's got like a poke. It just looks like fucking Trump with a fucking goatee. His skin's all fucking platted. Just oh. Dude, go back to look away. Look, look away. Uh, I'm hideous. <laughs> look at you. You look you, like an you, old catcher's mitt. <laughs> your teeth are all like just they're all brown. I don't know who told him that this is the look for you now. Please go back. He was looking so cool before. Just oh, Ace. Yep. 
Agreed. Ace the Muppet. That's my number one. That's my kiss grievance. All right. It's a good list. So those that's our top five. So do we want to wrap up the kiss grievance with the grand prize winner of <laughs> yeah. the kiss grievance? This was the mutual Festivus? one. This was too easy. So me and Tom were like, yeah. well, the elf in the room is Pandemic Paul. That exactly. For this year, Pandemic Paul wins guaranteed both of us. But we, we didn't want to make it too boring. We wanted to come up with five each. So we saved it to the end. We've talked about yeah. it ad nauseum about Pandemic Paul. The tweets, the condescending, the renaissance man, the I am better than people. Hey, look at me. Hey, I'm a serious artist. Hey, listen to my advice. And then I would play for friends of ours that fucking video of him where he's telling people, why do you listen to rock stars? We're all idiots. Politics are for people who know what they're talking about. Many times when rock and roll bands become famous, they suddenly think they become very intelligent and they make fools of themselves and talk about things they don't know about. But the people out there know what they should be doing. They don't need us. We're idiots. And now he's just totally changed. And... Him and, you his know, bike, I, him and his bike rides and his Starbucks and his gelato and his masks and his just, it just, he's just, he's the undisputed king of Festivus 2020. I will say though, Tom, he has gotten better a little bit on some aspects. He did, um, he did send his condolences to bear the truck driver. He wrote a nice comment about yep. him last episode. He yep. didn't get that comment out. We didn't hear it before we, uh, uh, taped our episode, but he did it do that. Uh, He's he has right. been talking about Kiss more. Thank God, get him back on stage, please, because I feel like a lot of that also. But you know, he's still throwing out fighting with people about words and and wisdom and politics and stuff stuff that he never used to get involved with. I like it because he's on my side. I'll comment on it from my side of the sense, but I don't comment really from the shout out loud cast page. But it's just. Right. It's the other aspect of it where it's condescending. You can be pro Joe Biden and anti Donald Trump without talking to us like we're fucking idiots. You can. <laughs> well, well, the Trump people <laughs> can't because that's what they are. So what are you going to do? That comment was oh, by yeah. me alone yeah. and is not endorsed by Shout It Out Loud cast. <laughs> So, no, I, that, so, that, so we're interested to hear what your, how you would do your, your, what your festivist airing of the grievances would be. Um, we know that everybody has kind of generally some of the same things, you know, feelings about Ace and Paul, et cetera. But is there anything specific, like, like the specific things we brought up that maybe some of you guys would like to share? Cause please do as always, we love hearing from the, the listeners. Yeah, this is an interactive podcast. We want feedback. We want comments. And obviously, get involved. Messages and all that other stuff. We'll get into that shortly. But, uh, Tom, another episode gets wrapped up, and usually we wrap more up with a, uh, a question. Yes. So this comes from Chris on Facebook. Uh, he says, guys, we know that you're not a big fan of Monster. We know that you're not a big fan of Psycho Circus. You have not yet reviewed Sonic Boom, but I'm guessing you guys are maybe in between on that album. With that being said, if Kiss were to announce a new album, would you prefer new material, knowing what you think about Psycho Circus and Monster, or would you prefer an Ace 
Origins style album where Kiss does a cover album for the first time in their career. Ooh, this is a good one. Zeus, what do you got? No covers. I don't need Kiss covering anything. And at this right. point in stage in Paul's life, I don't think his version singing is going to be better than any really good song originally. I'll take a new album. I don't have a problem with Monster. I don't have a problem with Sonic Boom. It's better than fucking all the other albums have come out since those albums came out. That just compared to the other Kiss discography, they're, you know, at least as far as Monster's concerned, it's not upper echelon. It's towards the bottom. So it's still better than fucking anything else, like I said. But yeah, I want a new album. I'll take it. New material. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I, I at this point though, I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I will say, I'm not, I'm not very confident in Paul's ability to write the songs that I want to hear from him, just because of what he did on Monster, uh, and a lot of Psycho Circus. We haven't reviewed Sonic Boom yet, so we'll save that. But I don't know if I want to hear a cover album by Kiss. I think the the, the idea sounds kind of fun. Uh, but if you're going to give me the option of one or the other, I'll take my chances with a new Kiss album and hope for the best. So we agree on that one. But that was a good question, Chris. Thank you very much. As always, we love the questions because we answer one at the end of every episode. So thank you for that one. And yeah. uh, as as far as uh, questions and how you can reach us on all that, uh, the best place is our email, which is uh, shoutedoutloudcast at gmail.com. That's shoutedoutloudcast at gmail.com. Uh, you email us, and uh, we will read them on the air sometimes. We will answer them. And uh, before we move on with some of the other information about the show, we do have two emails here, Zeus, that we wanted to read. Uh, I was going to take one, and you were going to take one. Do you want to start off, or do you want me to go? Why don't you take it first, Tom, while I... Uh put down what i'm doing and find the okay email. all right so i will start off with the email here this is from our good friend tony smith and this is about the hundredth episode with bruce and chris he says i've been listening to you guys from the beginning first of all i am so glad you have made it to the 100th episode milestone as far as the episode i don't know how the hell you're gonna top this one so excellent I met Bruce in the early 2000s at a Kiss Expo, and he is the most gracious and nicest people you could ever meet. Class act. Maybe you could top this episode by having Christy Canyon on Skype. <laughs> I, I'm like, this is way too on nice another, for Tony. There's no way that's how oh, he's editing it. That, that's why he's got to throw it in there. Um, and then he says, on another note, I hope you have considered my year-end bonus idea. Oh, I'm going to keep that quiet. I won't finish reading the rest of that because we may take up uh, up on his bonus idea. We don't know. But uh, but he he says, here's to another 100 episodes. Uh, Tony, thank you so much. Big fan of the show. Uh, we are happy to have you on board as one of the kings of fandom for Shout It Out Loudcast. So, Tony, thank you so much for that email. We appreciate it. And Tom and Sonny Pooney are kings of the fandom of Christy Cannons. Yeah, it's Canyon, Canyon. Although I like your name, I like the made-up name you give her, Christy Cannons. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> oh, Go ahead. I've got one here from Kevin Northern. Awesome show, guys! What a way to celebrate the big one hundred with the Ayatollah of rock and roller, Chris Jericho, and the great Bruce Kulick. Such a fun listen. Love how much Bruce was into it all, especially offering up those great story behind the songs. 
I got to meet him once briefly on the official Kiss convention tour, 95 in Nashville. You could tell how much he really appreciated the fans. On a more personal note, years later, one of my cousins passed at a young age. He was in his mid-30s, a very talented musician. It was a terribly sad time for my family. One day, out of the blue, I got an email from Bruce. A friend of mine had reached out to him online and told him about the, uh, his passing and that I was a huge fan. Bruce actually took the time to email me his condolences and some very kind words. I was blown away, and it really cemented just how kind and caring he is and how much he truly loves and appreciates his fans. A class act all the way. Nothing but love for Bruce. And you hear that a lot, Tom. What a class act. And we got to see it firsthand. Experience Kevin, it. Thank, Kevin, thank you for sharing that story. We know that's a personal story, but thank you for uh, for sharing that. That's just uh, awesome. And like you said, nothing but love for Bruce. Just a, uh, a, a great guy and just great stuff there kevin thank you for sharing that with us yeah so a touching touching tribute there to your, your rest in peace to your cousin tom you mentioned the email shout it out loudcast at gmail.com shout it out loudcast at gmail.com and obviously the, everybody can find us on all the uh podcast uh platforms everywhere is out there you know it itunes uh spotify and there, you know, Amazon Music now is a, is getting huge for podcasts. Amazon Music, you can find us on there as well. And if you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform, give us a shout. Let us know. We'll put our uh, podcast on there. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Direct message us there. We love getting messages and love getting back to you guys. We appreciate the feedback. And you can also find us on YouTube. YouTube. On YouTube, subscribe to us if you follow us. Some people like, you know, listening to YouTube because you can hear it if you're in the car driving and you don't have a, you know, Wi-Fi connection. You can sometimes catch us that way. It's easier sometimes rather than downloading a podcast or whatever. Subscribe to us, please. Comment on us. But the big thing that I always like to tell people is give us one of those five star child reviews on any of the platforms like iTunes, podchaser.com. Anyone you have, you can see there, you can leave a review. One of those five-star child reviews for us helps us, moves us up the food chain, gets us to a bigger audience, and uh, gets us on to bigger and better things for all of us at Shout It Out Loudcast. We always want to thank Ed at clickteashop.com, where you can get all your Shout It Out Loudcast gear. A lot of you guys getting some for your holidays he has awesome kiss inspired stuff uh graphic art t-shirts pillows you can get a shouted out loudcast beach blanket if you'd like there's all sorts of fun stuff oh yeah and then finally uh we are proud members of the pantheon podcast network uh recently friends of the show mike jew who has the long may you young podcast uh that's a neil young podcast he's a local legend radio host or we uh w-e-e-i <laughs> w-a-f <laughs> here in boston uh the guys at decibel geek all right the legendary decibel geek is now on 
and good friend, very good friend. And you'll probably see and hear a lot of from him. Uh, and that is Jay from the Hook Rocks just joined Pantheon Podcast. So they got a great network over there, and the guys over there run a great ship, and we're proud to be on with them. Um, yep. Tom, anything else you'd like to add? Nope. Uh, just happy to see all of these uh, great shows and uh, our friends that we've made through the podcast community that, to uh, all join us on, on Pantheon. It's, uh, it's awesome to see. So, Tom, we usually end these episodes with famous last words. You got any? Baby, you've got to tell me yes or no. All right, all right. Come on, tell me. Tell me if you're going to go. Come on. <laughs> all right. Your observations correct. Yes. I'm someone you can't neglect. Whoa, no. Whoa, no. Whoa, no. Whoa, no. Whoa, no. Whoa, no. Have love. Will travel. Oh, oh I was waiting for you to do the background part, Tom. I'm sure you're awesome at it. Have love will travel. What's the part oh. in the after that? I got love for sale. <laughs> got love for sale. <laughs> oh. Oh God, I can't wait. To, I can't wait till we get to the Love Gun review. It's going to be impossible to rank those songs. Oh, so good. Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Six one seven five five. We had to throw that in there. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for uh, for listening, as always, interacting, being part of the show. And thank you for enjoying last week's epic episode. And uh, Zeus, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Everybody be good. Be safe. Peace out, Girl Scout.